Hey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your The Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Oh, yeah. Born to run. And if you're born to run, there's no better anyone to run behind than the great Kendall Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. First round draft pick from Auburn. And I always got to start off by saying... Last year, the Iron Bowl. Uh, is this the War Eagle or the Peace Pigeon? I don't you know, know which one it is. You know what? And and uh, uh, Kendall Simmons used to be a regular on our show. Yes, he did. Yeah. Welcome into the locker room, Kendall Simmons, if you will. Oh, hold on. Time out, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew you were going to give me something. You I really know it, did, man. Oh, uh, uh, tell me this. Tell me this. When did you record that song I just heard? <laughs> Born to run. Born to run. Oh, uh, a long time ago it was recorded, my friend. <laughs> How y'all doing, fellas? We are doing great. Uh, One great. of our favorite dudes is yeah. Kendall Simmons, and Kendall, uh, it is so good to hear your voice, young man. It's uh, it's such a great thing to have you in the locker room, even though you're not in the locker room. You're now an offensive line coach assistant down at Auburn, are you not? Do I have that correct? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm actually pulling into the parking deck right now. We're getting ready to leave here in a, in a few hours. Get ready to go head up to, to Bulldog Country. Oh, oh, Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> yes, sir. So, Kendall, yes, sir. do you yes, Kendall, do you like coaching? I do, honestly, fellas. The only thing that that and I've heard this from all my coaches and everybody else I know who's gotten into it is just the time it takes away from your family. Right. Um, you know, that's that's and, and just being in all honesty, that's what I'm struggling with right now is um just just trying to manage all that and and questioning at times, do I really want to do this and and so you don't want to miss too much time when your kids are younger and that's what that's the part that i enjoy that i'm missing out on well you know uh years ago you were speaking for the diabetes foundation and you were traveling all around uh the country so uh uh, did you was it hard for you to go to coaching uh when the, that you got that offer you know what it, it it was and it wasn't. It's one of them things where the the new starts to wear off, and you get a little bit older. And if you if you start getting less interest, and they got newer people that are diagnosed, that got a little bit more fame than you do, and and, and more present in the young people's minds, 
then they start going to that. Then also we hit the kind of the, I guess you say the recession where they had to make cuts mm-hmm. and things started getting cut back. And, um, you know, my people told me, Hey, you want to make decisions? You might want to start thinking ahead cause we don't know where the company is going to be. Um, and so that's when I just decided to hey, let me let me get us a shot and see which direction, see how this goes. And my wife was was for it, and and it's it's been working out so far, man. I mean, it really has. I have no complaints, and I still speak for him from time to time. I got to ask you something now, Kendall. How's first of all, how's Celeste and the kids? You got four there. Every, yeah, yeah, they're doing well, man. Everybody they come through the quarantine man. well, because I will tell you, in the Wolfley family, I didn't quarantine. I quarantined. <laughs> Maybe 25. Wow. <laughs> we had hey, a little bit of problem. We're all doing good, man. Oh, good. good. Praise God. That's we're great. Good. They just left this morning to, for Florida. They got a, um ECNL tournament down in Florida that they're heading to right now. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, you, I, I got to ask him something, though, because yeah. it's on my mind before I forget you, Luch. Sorry. But you remember in the Colts, uh, in the in the RCA Dome, you know, the big fumble you got Bussy, mm-hmm. the the ball going the other way. Now, Big Ben saves the day. He tackles uh, the defensive back, right? But I've always wondered, yeah. what were you doing when you leaped over the pile? You, like, totally whiffed the pile. What happened on in that instance? You were in hot pursuit. You were after him. But then all of a sudden, after Ben makes the tackle, you caught air and whiffed the pile. How did that happen? I have no clue. I had no chance of catching that guy at all. <laughs> I know that, and I don't know what made me jump because he was already down, and it was just like my brain just shut off, and my body did whatever it wanted to do. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Can you imagine Bussy fumbling in that instance? I couldn't. Could not imagine it. No, and I, everybody no. was in shock, and the fact that you guys weathered the storm to go on and have that great Super Bowl run, Super Bowl Forty, fantastic, man. It was meant to happen that way. It really was. Right. And so um, I'm glad Ben was alert and everybody else was, was rolling right behind him. So, so you know, um, uh, what is the best thing that you enjoy about coaching? Um, being around the young, being around the group of guys, um, that's the part that you miss about football when you're out of it is right. that, that right. being around the, the men and, and laughing and talking, and then also too, um, at this level, the guys are looking for knowledge. They're looking for leadership, and they they want to hear another voice than you know other than their coaches constantly yelling at them. And when you have the experience that myself and, and Cadillac Williams and um, a couple other guys on the team have from just you know having experience in the NFL and what you can bring, it really makes a world of a difference. So um, that's what I enjoy about giving that back. Kendall, do you remember when we had you in the locker room because you were in uh, hanging out with Tunch and I on Mondays after the game or Tuesdays? I can't remember which it was. And Russ Grimm called in. <laughs> oh my goodness! Did he? That was a surprise, was it not? <laughs> it, it really was. It really was. I just talked to Russ a couple days ago, man, and, and he's doing good. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I'll never forget that. You know, the funniest thing about it was if for the folks that didn't hear that. Uh, which would be so many. Um, but Kendall, I, and Tunch were sitting there and we're talking about, you know, taking calls and stuff. And all of a sudden there's this guy who calls in and he sounds just like a Yinzer. Yeah. And he starts talking about uh, a trap play with Kendall. And then why did you do this instead of that? And all of a sudden it was like you knew, you knew this guy knew something more than just being a Yinzer. And all of a sudden you rec- exactly. recognized his voice. It was hilarious. Yes, it was. And that's perfect, man. I mean, 
he, he couldn't have played that out any better than he did. And um, I, I will never forget that. I, I won't. Kendall, when you look back at your Super Bowl experience, what was the best part of it besides the ring and everything? Is any of that uh, really – and have you forgotten or, or did you soak in all that that great uh, mojo from from the Super Bowl forty? Um, Super Bowl forty for me, honestly, when I look back at it, uh, my second year, I uh, was uh, diagnosed with, with diabetes. Right. Oh, right. And, right. Then, and then, the, then two weeks in the training camp, I blow my knee out. So I got hit. You know, a couple of Mike Tyson uppercuts there. And, right, um, right. Oh, I'm sorry, and, I forgot and, and, about that. Yeah, and 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 so that Super Bowl 40 run for me, making it always through training camp and all the preseason games and starting every game all the way up until the last one, um, and, and having my diabetes somewhat, you know, under control and, and dealing with that uh, knee wasn't bothering me. It was a blessing definitely from God at that yeah, and, and really all of it in general. But that's how I look at Super Bowl 40 because watching them going 15 and one the year before, you know, as a player, and, and when you, if you're honest with yourself, it really, it, it hurts the fact that you see them succeeding without you. Right. And you know that you want to be out there and, and you're like, okay, man, this is, this is like, it's going to be it for them. They're going to make the run. And so, and then you have an opportunity to go and do it again the next year. You know, that, that was definitely you know, bittersweet. You know, uh, you had a lot of godly men on that team, a lot of guy, guys that loved Jesus. Uh, what did that do to the closeness of that team? Um, it made it where you could be vulnerable. Um, when, you're, when, you're, when you're vulnerable to your peers right. and the people that you're around all the time, it makes you do things um, with an open heart, and 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 when you say when I say a hundred percent, I mean really, honestly, and truly a hundred percent. You're gonna do whatever you can because you feel that that you have to have an accountability to these guys, and you can open your heart up to them, and they they are just there with you. I mean that that team and that that group there is number one to me, hands down. You know, you look at these guys, and and you you see the effect Bussy had on everybody. Would you say he was one of the biggest effects on, on you guys as a group, as a team, you know, uh, the Hall of Famer that he was? Yeah, I, I think so. They just adding his whole story on top of the fact of where we were going to play, that was just, just icing on the cake. Um, we had so many guys that you could you could look to. And the one thing about Jerome he could say something and everybody listened. It wasn't like he was just talking to the offense. Everybody would listen. I felt that way about Hines. I felt that way about Joey. I felt that way about Aaron Smith when he did say anything. And when, when Troy decided to even, you know, voice his opinion, we had so many guys on that team like that. James Ferrier, you know, Allen, um, you know, Jeff Harden. We had so many guys that could just say something and the entire team would listen. That's what made them special. Yeah, you know, the, the, you know Jeff Harding's was a uh, – Love Jesus and uh, Aaron Smith loved Jesus and you you had a bunch of guys that loved Jesus on that team. Yes, yes, and that's like just being able to talk to them and them seeing you struggle a little bit with something and just kind of opening their heart up to you 
and, and that made you feel more comfortable and okay, I can get through this. And then also too, you being okay to say something to them when you see them struggling and not feeling like okay, well it ain't my business to say anything. So um, that's uh, like I said, that's what made them special, man. I, I love that group. You know, when you think about it and the hard times you endured, and I, I, I still, you know, I totally, I got to tell you, I, I totally whiffed about that year when you came to camp. And I remember seeing you up at St. Vincent. I said, who is that guy? Because you were standing on the sidelines. You had lost all this weight. And it, mm-hmm. and, and and I was sitting there going, and somebody told me it was Kendall. I go, no way. That's not Kendall. And, and I was shocked because I didn't had not known what was going on. You know, for you to overcome that. That that inspiration that you give to young people who are facing the same sort of challenges as you did, uh, you know, that's what it's about pouring life into others. Man, I, I salute you, brother. That is really a neat and wonderful thing that you do to take your personal pain and make it something that you can lift other people up and, and show them it can be done. Well, I, I definitely appreciate that. And um, the, the one way I have to I, – I, God made me look at it is if – there are guys on this team that are struggling with things themselves. And they've got their own personal struggles, but they're fighting through it and they're doing the best they can with it. So you you need to do the same thing. I didn't realize outside, you know, who was watching and, and the young people that were being inspired by. Um, and what I tell them all the time, you know, you give me energy to keep going. Um, just the fact that you see me doing something that gives me energy because there are days where I get tired of it and I, and, and it wears me out Right. and I, I'm, I'm moody and, and this is just so much to go along with it. Um, and just seeing young people and say, Hey, you, you keep me going. That's another way of God saying, Hey, look, there's a plan behind this. I know you don't necessarily care for it, but, um, this is what, this is what it can do. So I, I want you to try to buy in, buy into it. You know, uh, changing the subject, I think it was the was it the AFC Championship game that year uh, against Denver, or was it the Super Bowl uh, when uh, uh, you know your offensive line coach said, uh, "If anybody's scared out of here, is scared in here, get off the bus." Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that comment. Yeah, you remember that? Hmm. I don't. I don't remember. It might have been the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, Russ Grimm. Russ Grimm. Just... Russ Grimm said that. Hmm. I Russ heard had some good ones, man. Russ. <laughs> do you remember when? Do, were you there when Matthias and Quinty said that uh, you guys were working hard at the South Side, and he uh, kind of up upbraided Matthias and said, "You see the guy with the." Uh, the uh, uh, jackhammer over there. He said, and he said, "That guy's working hard. You're playing football." <laughs> and it was just funny, you know, because Russ was, you know, Russ was a guy that he'd he'd take you to task, man. He was not afraid to uh, speak his mind at all, whether it's on the field, uh, in the classroom, or on the bus. He was one of those guys that kind of let it fly. Was he not? He was, and the one thing that I learned from Russ that you learn little things that you, you, you hold on to. And I always say that if I ever had a chance to coach my own room, there would be a lot of things and, and ways that I would do, you know, go about running my group because the way Russ did, it was, it was free. It was open. It was laughter. And he always knew how to touch everybody's buttons individually. 
and, and I see it so much in coaching today that you try to put everybody into a box and you can't coach everybody mm. the same. And, and you got to know what, how to get the most out of everybody and how to talk to them and, and being yourself in your room. Guys love you when you do that. And they will go and do anything you ask them to do. And that's what I loved about Russ because he knew how to go after all of us in, in, all, in our unique ways. Kendall, when you see young men who are maybe struggling, what is it like to come outside them and try to uplift them, to try to redirect them in the ways that you know will be beneficial, not just to the team, but to them as young men? And how, does, how do you go about that? You know what I've learned over time, fellas, is that I never I, – I don't like saying the word never, but I honestly never had anybody do that for me. Um, and, and see me struggling. I'm the only person I ever, I'm going to take that back. I'm on line. Coach Yoxler, my strength coach did this for me. What I've learned from him and just experience is when you're open and you tell guys about your flaws or, or young ladies, whoever it may be, what you're struggling with that they can identify with, with that situation that helps them. Um, a raw, raw speech just doesn't do it. I right. think people respond to being, to being genuine. And so I have no – I always tell the group when I have a chance to talk to them or anybody, I say, look, I've screwed up so much in my life. It's ridiculous, and God has given me a chance to try to make up for it, and he's mm-hmm. putting me in positions to help other people. And by helping other people, I'm helping myself. So I don't have a problem with telling you where I've screwed up at, especially when it comes to your situation, if it can help you. Right. So that's what I do. I just, I just try to open up and just say, hey, look, I've done this too, or I've done something similar, and this is how I handled it. And, uh, you know, whether good or bad, you know, this is something that maybe can help you. You know, you know, one thing that uh, when we screw up, uh, you know, God forgives us. Right. As, as if we ask for forgiveness and God forgives us and he loves us and he loves us unconditionally and sacrificially. Uh, and, uh, you know, we could tell that, you know, we could talk about Jesus uh, to, uh, you know, you could talk about the Jesus to the young guys. Yes, you do. You really can. And sometimes, um, you know, I'll, I'll have a verse that I've read in the morning and it's one of them ones where I'm asking for help and it just sticks with me. And it's funny how he drops somebody in your lap that needs that, what you just read. Yeah. Um, and it makes it stick to your heart a little bit, a little more. Just because it's like, hey, this 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 just goes throughout the entire day. Um, and that's what I just try to do, man. And and um, you know, I always ask asking, you know, you know, why me and why do I, you know, you continue to bless me when I, you know, I've screwed up so much. But like you said, it's unconditional and he, he knows that you can do better. And um as long as you seek in him, um, he's gonna do whatever he can, you know, regardless try to help you out and use you to help other people well kendall i want to thank you for coming on and yeah. sharing with us you know brother we've always loved you we've been yeah. big fans of you ever since you were drafted in the first round coming to pittsburgh brother and um we just have always enjoyed you and appreciate you and and all the times you took that your time to come on the show with us and and, and talk with us and all and so glad that you are involved in pouring life into young men. So yeah. from the bottom of our hearts, uh, we say thank you and uh, keep going and doing what you're doing, brother, because you're doing some great stuff. Love you, brother. Love you big time, man. Hey, love you too, man. All right. Hey, so man, y'all have a great day. Hey, and will you come back on with us sometime? Huh? 
Sweet. Please, all right. Please call me because I, I love talking to you guys, man. Yeah. And, I, and y'all doing something great too. So y'all continue the good work, fellas. All God right, brother. You, Keep going. All right. Thank you so I mean, much. Take care, Kendall Simmons. And that is Kendall Simmons. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. We'll be right back after this.